You are listening to Haftarah, the Shir series where we explore the connections between the Parsha Shavua and its corresponding Haftarah. And here at the database with Rabbi Yeshua Eisenberg, we are holding in the nine days the Shavua Shachalbo as Tishabov is upon us. And of course, although it is my intention to do a Haftarah Shir for Shabbos Nachamu, which always coincides with Parsha's Vashanan, before we could earn that Nechama and hopefully that Geula, we have to first get through the Haftarah, which we promised we would discuss this past week, and that is the Haftarah for the morning time of Tisha B'av. And I mean that in more than one way, of course, morning as in the daytime, but also morning as in the period of Tisha B'av when we are in fact engaged in the Avelas, the morning, M-O-R-U-N. Um, and this is to differentiate between the Haftarah of that slot versus the Haftarah in the slot of Mincha time, which is a Haftarah which we covered um, by Shivasar Batamas because the Haftarah for the afternoon of Tisha B'av is the same for most Tainios Tzibor, and that tells us that once we get past Chatzos, something that we've perhaps noticed already, that Tisha B'av takes on a slightly different character. The semblance of Tisha B'av resembles other Tainios Tzibor, where the main goal perhaps is Teshuvah, and that we find in the Haftarah of Dirshu Hashem Himatzo, something that we spoke about at length in that previous Haftarashir. Um, but that is not until we get past Chatzos. But for the Shachris slot, the Haftarah that we find um, takes on the other character of Tishabav, the character of Avelos, which is again on full display in that Haftarah, and which also explains why the Haftarah, which is not a comfortable one to read, the Haftarah describes destruction, it describes all the worst things, uh, the things that we hoped wouldn't come true. Um, it, it very much resembles what we read in Eicha, which of course, um, just like the Haftarah, um, is authored by Yirmiya. So Eicha comes from Yirmiya, our Haftarah is taken from Sefer Yirmiya, Perak Ches, starting with Pasuk Gimel, going all the way to Perak Tes, Pasuk Chaf Gimel. So it's Yirmiya 8.13, going to Tes, um, going to 9.23. And um, the other similarity, that Eicha, is of course the tune to which this Haftarah is read, something that we spoke about in the previous Haftarah share as well, that which this Haftarah shares with the Haftarah of Shabbos Chazon is the minhag of reading it to the tune of Eicha. Um, and the Haftarah for Shabbos Chazon came from Yeshaya. But once again, we are now in Yirmiya Ches Gimel, going to Tes Chaf Gimel. As we dedicate this shir, Lili Nishmas Imi Rasi Chayrakal Bas David Tzvi Harini Kaparis Meshkava, Her Neshama should have an aliyah. So, as we mentioned that this Haftar is read to the tune of Eicha, so it would begin as follows. Which means, Asof Asifem, I shall utterly destroy Say the Mafarshim. Uh, Sofasi fame, it sounds like it could be the Shoresh of, of um, gathering in, but the Mafarshim understand it here as a reference to destru- destruction. So it says Hashem, um, I'm going to destroy everything basically. There's not going to be a Navin Bagafin, there will be no grapes on the grapevine, there won't be Te'enim uh, uh there won't be dates on the date palm. The, the leaves will wither, and of course, everything will be caused to pass away. And then the Navi asks, Alma Nachnu Yoshvim, for what, what, what are we sitting here? What are we sitting around for? 
And the next line, it's unclear exactly what it means, and the Farshim understand it different, in different ways, but says the Navi, Maybe we should gather up and we should go to the fortified cities. But it says the Navi will be silent there. Because Hashem, in fact, has silenced us. And he's going to be giving us to drink Meirosh, which says the Navi here is referring to poisonous water. Because, in fact, we have sinned to Hashem. So some Mepharshim understand this to mean... As Rashi puts it, um, why why aren't we mourning? We should go sit there and mourn. However, the Malbim takes a different approach. He says that this Pasuk means to say, why are we sitting here moping around? Maybe we should get up and do war and maybe and maybe try to accomplish something. And of course, the answer is going to be, no, we're not going to accomplish anything because Hashem is, has now turned against us. Right, uh, the Radak, he reads this Pasuk to say, why are we sitting here in the villages? Let's go to the fortified city. Right, if we just sit here in the villages, that's not going to help anything. Maybe we'll be productive if we go into the city. But of course, again, the Navi's response is that we will not. And then similarly, the Mitsudas David, the way he puts it is, why are we here and not, you know, in the fortified cities where maybe we'll have some kind of protection? And the answer is, once again, we're going to be doomed wherever we go as now Hashem has turned against us. We've sinned to him. This, this piece of the Navi, um, to me, reminds me of the story of the Ma'pilim, you know, and the fallout of the Chet HaMaraglin. You know, so there was perhaps one approach that said, you know what, we didn't go into Eretz Yisrael when we should have, let's go in now, let's try it. Moshe Rabbeinu, of course, stops them, or attempts to stop them in their tracks and say, you're not going to be successful, Hashem has turned against you. Well, it seems that at this time, um, the Navi, um, um, you know, he, he warns them, and, 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 and it's heard, um, and the, the warning is there that, you know, whoever of you are still alive, you know, you're not going to be successful. And from that point on, you know, the Navi um, goes on to, you know, to describe um, the, the, the nature of the destruction. And it also describes a little bit of what we spoke about in the Haftar for Shabbos Chazon, a little bit of the catalyst for, for those kinds of things. So, for example, by the time we get to Parakhtes, after the Navi has described, have we've we've angered Hashem with our Avodazar, with our idols, right? So, so then the the Navi picks up in Parakhtes with a description of the different things that we committed that led to that Galus. Of course, before Parakhtes, the very last pasuk in the Parak, um, in Parak Ches pasuk Chaf Gimel, says the Navi Mi Mi Tain Roshi Mayim if if my head would be filled with water of any Makordima and uh, my eyes, a fountain of tears, I would cry day and night, over the slain of my of my of the daughters of uh, of my people. So this pasuk is actually the basis for one of the kinos as well, which um, contains the same title, Mi Tain Roshimayim, and that was um the over the dis- um, the destruction of uh, which one was it? The destruction of of Europe during uh, the the First Crusade in Rhineland, Worms, Spire, and Mainz, um, or Mines. But just so you understand that the, uh, you know, the, the opening words, they come straight from our Haftarah. So just understand how the Haftarah has impacted Arkinos. So we find that as well um, in, in, the, in our Pesukim. But then we get to... What exactly were the Averis that caused the Galas? So the Navi described, interestingly, something that 
almost reminds us of the second Chorban, right? The Chorban of Bayes Shani, even though, of course, Yermia was talking about Chorban Bayes Rishon, um, but he talks about um, Lashon Hara, he spoke falsely. So that's one thing in Pasuk Beis in Parak Tassi discusses. And he says, says that brothers could entrust each other. Why? Again, They wouldn't speak truth. They were speaking lies to each other. And he goes, he goes on um, in that light, describing, again, some of these averes that people were committing against each other. Now, this seems to be one theme, and yet the Navi had already described the Vodizara. The Gemara at length describes Avodizara, Shichas Damim, the three cardinal averes. So, really, we're talking about a bunch of different averes, and when you have so many different culprits that we are pointing to, and you can say easily that it's all of them, but it makes it very hard to sort of pinpoint where exactly um, is, the, is, the, you know, is the epicenter of our destruction. And, and, and if we can't figure that out, then we have to figure out, you know, then we won't be able to figure out how to, to reverse the goals that were in Rahman al-Sun. But then the Navi uh, veers off and talks about the real cause, if we can call it that. Right, and this uh, this is where things start to get a little bit scary, right? Because says the Navi in Pasuk Aleph, whoever's the wise one, he'll be able to understand this. And the one, uh, and and who is, and the one who, who he is, um, to whom the mouth of Hashem has spoken, right? if Hashem will speak to the person and tell that person, anyone who could figure it out, right? And he should tell us. Someone tell us the answer to this question. Alma of the Haaretz. For what? On account of what was the land put to ruin, that the land was caused to be lost and destroyed. Nitsa kamid bar Whether like a wilderness without anyone passing through it. A barren wasteland. Could someone tell me why this happened? Pasukid Bey says the Navi Vayomer Hashem al Azvam is Torasi because they abandoned my Torah, Asher Nasanti Lefnehem, that which I placed before them, Veloshem Uvikoli, and they did not listen to my voice, Velohelchuba, and they did not walk by it, i.e., the Torah. So it sounds like, oh, well, we stopped observing the Torah. Again, very, very generic. What exactly does that mean? However, we find various interpretations in the Gemara of what exactly this means, a famous Gemara in the Dharm on Daf Pe'alef, which says that what does it mean that we abandoned the Torah? So he says it means that we did not recite Birchas Torah. The Ran at length in that Gemara in the Dharm explains, and my Rebbe, Reverendus and Sachs, talks about this annually, um, the idea that what it really meant was that we did not have the chashivas of Torah, we didn't appreciate Torah. Had we truly appreciated the Torah, then we would have not just learned the Torah, but we would have recited Birchas Torah. Birchas Torah, which says that we enjoy the Torah, we make the bracha first, and as my Rebbe points out, and not after. It's not like food that we wait till we enjoy it, and then we make a that we that we make a bracha on it. And we make a bracha acharona, I should say, after we are satisfied by it. No, the Torah, the engagement in the Torah in and of itself should have our joy. We make the bracha rishona of birchas ha-Torah, and of course that we neglected.
Right, so now, what I don't have a full answer to is a very incredible line that we find in the Medrash. Um, in the, the second Pesichta, the second introduction of the Echaraba, Echaraba says, Halavai, if only they had just abandoned me and not my Torah. Had they just abandoned me, had they not observed what it says in my Torah, right? if they, if they, maybe if they, uh, one of the interpretations that's brought down in the Medrash is if maybe they learned my Torah but didn't learn it l'shma, right? Because mitoch shelo l'shma ba l'shma. Let's say they just stopped keeping my mitzvahs, or maybe they stopped keeping the mitzvahs with me in mind. Let's say they were going by rote. And, but, but you know what? They were violating all sorts of averos, the three cardinal averos. And yet, they had to not only violate the three cardinal averos to abandon me, but to abandon my Torah as well. What exactly does that mean? So, the Mepharshim understand it means that they, that they were not learning the Torah. Meaning, had they been involved in all three of the cardinal averos, and then some, but they were still learning the Torah? In other words, had they completely abandoned me, but they were still learning the Torah, they would have had a basis for Teshuvah. They would have had a basis to come back around and fix everything, to do Teshuvah for all those terrible affairs that they had done. But because of that, because they abandoned not just me, but they abandoned my Torah, if it was that they didn't have the Chashivas of Torah, that they were learning Torah without reciting Berchas Torah, and therefore not really being with the Torah, to learn it in a way that you're going to have an impactful change in your life. If you would learn it in an actual way, if you, if you would be Usik in Torah, to be Machzik the Torah, which is an Eitz Chaim Hila Machzik in Ba, if you had only that, you would have your path back home. That would be the way back home. You would have found your way, because the Torah is a map for life. And this, my Rebbe of Yonatan Sachs, once again explains that it is perhaps what the basis for the Isser of Talmud Torah on Tishabav. That which we did not appreciate, that which we did not properly make the bracha on, that which we did not properly engage in. Even Shalolishma, perhaps. And since we didn't appreciate it, it was taken away from us. Now we'll see how much we appreciate it when we do not have free reign over what we can learn on Tishabav. Alma of the Aretz. Wasn't it the big three? Well, it was the big three. But maybe if we learned the Torah, that would have been a source of Mepronios. That would have been a shield from all the, the, the bad things that would happen to us. As Mary quotes from the Chassid Yavitz, very incredible mashal, of a person who committed capital crimes, as Klal Yisrael had done. He committed a capital crime and he was sentenced to death, but however, the king came and appealed on his behalf. He says, you have to understand, this man is my musician. He's the one that brings me um, the soothing sounds of music that calms me down. Of course, we do not listen to music during these times either. It says, says the king, please grant him some relief for now. And of course, because the man would continue to play music for the king, his death sentence was postponed and postponed and postponed until some occurrence happened. He was no longer able to play. Maybe an injury, maybe he aged. Whatever it was, he was no longer able to play the music. As soon as he was no longer able to play the music, then the Mela, his death sentence came around and he was gone. 
so too our engagement in the Torah Hashem. If we are truly engaged in it, if we are looking for the way back home, imagine a person who's completely non-observant, but you know what? He learns the Torah not to be complacent and to say, I know everything. He can maybe, maybe he's agnostic and he says, I don't know everything, but you know what? I'm going to learn the Torah because this is considered a very special book and maybe I'll learn something from it. And that person finds his way back to Hashem. Could you imagine? But Yermia was talking to a generation of people who weren't even that, who weren't even that intellectually honest to be able to open the Sefer Torah, to look into it and to say, you know what, what can I learn from this? Anything at all. And perhaps in a similar vein, many of us are in a generation like that, where there are people who will deny and they won't want to make changes in their life and they won't even give the Torah a chance to open it to see, you know, what's in there. And for us, maybe those of us who are a little bit more observant, so we engage in the Torah, but again, we don't read it as though it's something that should make an impact on our lives. We don't read it the way, as Rav David Feinstein put it, that when you get up from learning a sugya, you should be a more patient, a better person with more time for other people in your life, that you become a more sensitive person, that you learn the Torah in a way, that you're osig in it, lishma, even shalalashma, but at least with the understanding that this Torah that you're learning can make a difference in your life and should make a difference in your life, that when you do learn it, you should learn it with the Birchas Torah that says, I'm about to engage in something very, very special, something very transformative. But we didn't learn the Torah in a way that was transformative. Haraya, we violated it. So, for all intents and purposes, however which way you want to understand, whatever it was, our neglect of Torah, whether we were not learning the Torah at all, we just weren't making the Bracha Rishona on Torah, but whatever it may be, it's something within our Torah observance. And this goes back to what we spoke about in Shabbos Chazon, and that is the idea of our personal accountability. That is what we are staring in the face when we read this Haftorah. After crying and weeping and moping over Eicha, how can this happen? We have to reconfront that question of Ayaka, where have we gone? And that's, that's really what we find in this really, really sad part of the Haftarah. But the Haftarah does not leave us, you know, just to mope and just to, you know, just to, just to point at our guilt. But towards the end, the Haftarah does come back and say, and I believe it's at this time where the uh where we're the where the tune changes and we start reading it once again to the regular um haftara tune might be a little bit earlier when we start reading it but in pasuk chav beis we have al yisalel chacham bechachmaso ve'al yisalel hagibor bigavuraso al yisalel asher biashro right the wise one should not laud himself he should not boast in his wisdom the mighty one should not boast in his might, his gavura. The gibor should not boast. And of course, the ashir, the rich one, should not boast in his wealth, in his riches. Now, this, uh, these psukim might be familiar to you, maybe from that which we spoke about in the archives, which can be found. I mean, you could find the Parsha Panorama Shirim for the Dalad Parshios. We spoke about the, um, these three individuals, the Chacham, the Asher, and the gibor. You might also be familiar with them from Pirkei Avos, 
Right, it's where um, the Mishnah in, in, um, in the fourth parak, the opening Mishnah, the fourth parak of Perkevos, talks about Ezehu Chacham, Ezehu Asher, Ezehu Gibor. Right, and all, all three of those individuals are described. Um, the order is Chacham, Gibor, and Asher. And, um, and the Mishnah of us describes who is the real Chacham, the real Gibor, the real Asher. Right, and the Rabbeinu Yonah, or the Bartanur, I forget which one at the moment, um, but you can look it up very easily. Um, and the, um, uh, one of the Mepharshim over there explains that, and I believe it was the Bartanura, um, but he explains that what the, what the Mishnah means is who is the Chacham, who is worthy to be praised for his wisdom. Meaning you could be a Chacham even if you don't do the following, even if you're not Lomid Mikaladim, even if you don't learn from all people. And maybe you know, you're a Gibor, um, even if you're not Kovesh as Yisrael. Maybe you're an usher, even if you're not Sameach B'chalko. But you know what? Um, you're, you're not worthy of praise. Who, which one of these, um, which Chacham is worthy of praise? Which Gibor, which usher is worthy of praise? The ones that learn from all people, the ones that are Kovesh there, the one that is Sameach B'chalko. But what is this Mishnah, well, not this Mishnah, what is this Pasuk doing in our Haftarah? Right, what, what should we do with this information on Tisha B'av? Right, And I believe this is where the Haftarah starts to change gears just a little bit to refocus on not the morning, but the teshuva aspect. As we return to the classical Navi tune, the Haftarah tune, and usually the Naviim are not moping, they're not crying, they're not weeping, they're not lamenting. Usually they are directing us and says, Yermia, how can we succeed at this point? So you might be a complacent Chacham, Gibor, or an Ashir. You might say, look, I have success. And therefore, I will be okay. Says the Navi, don't think that way. You might be a Talmud Chacham, says the Navi, I don't care. You might be someone who is Kovesh Asyetzer, maybe. Right? You're, you know, you're, you're someone who, whether you're a really strong man, or you're someone who has the skill of manipulating your Yetzirah, that he doesn't control you, and maybe you're an Ashir, maybe you got a lot of money, or maybe you're someone who is Sameach B'chalko, you're pretty much happy with what you have, and you're able to, to do mitzvos. All, all of that might be fine. But says the Navi, your work is not finished. And, 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 and if you do not figure out what your mission is, then you will not be able to reverse Tishabov into a time of Geula. You will not be able to reverse it from Chorban to, 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 to Binyan. Says the Navi, what must you do? Even if you're a Chacham, even if you're a Gibor, even if you're an Ashir, seemingly capable of doing everything right, and yet what do you need? So says the Navi in Pasach of Gimel, our very final Pasach, Kiyem Yishalel Let him praise himself. Which one? This one. Which one? Haskel, the one who understands. Doa Osi, the one who knows me. Kiani Hashem, that I am Hashem. Oseh chesed, who does chesed? Mishpat utztaka, he does judgment, does charity or righteousness, but arts in the land. Kiba ela chafatzti, kiba ela chafatzti neum Hashem. For these things I delight in, says Hashem. I don't care how much money you have, I don't care how mighty you are, or how wise you are. The question is, do you actually know me? How would you know Hashem? You might be really smart, maybe even know a lot of Torah, but are you Osek in Torah? Do you have that Asek, that preoccupation in Torah, 
through which to know Hashem, to truly know Hashem. Not to be gifted with wisdom and an easy ability to understand the sugya that your Rebbe taught. To be mighty, yes, to be able to overcome a Yetzirah. Guess who gave you that Gevura? Hashem is the one assisting you in that Gevura. Whether, again, it's physical strength or spiritual strength. Or Ashir. Whether you're a person who Hashem is gifted with money, or you're just a person who, yes, has a great mile that he's been able to be satisfied with what he has, to be happy and to be thankful to Hashem. All of that is great, and it's still not enough. That's not called knowing Hashem. Knowing Hashem is being osik in that which He had given you, through which to know Him, through which to be able to do that which it is Hashem desires, which Hashem says at the end of our Haftarah, I desire that you do chaser mishpat tzedakah. Those are the things that I want you to do. I want you to engage with other people in chesed. I want you to do kindness to people. I want you to do mishpah. I want you to do, to do that which is correct. Tzedakah, whether that's referring to being straightforward, or maybe it's referring to a certain level of piety, maybe charity. The point is that these are the things that I want you to do ba'aretz. Right? We ask them, alma of the aretz. Well, these are the things that I want you to do in the aretz. And says the Navi, that's the person who can have that, 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 that praise to be Mis'alel. That's the person that Hashem wants to laud. Maybe Hashem can laud the Chacham, the Gibor, and the Ashir. If only those three individuals know who Hashem is, if they're engaging in His Torah and they're using their Chachma, their Gevura, and their Ashirus in the way which Hashem intended, using them for Chesed, Mishpat, Tzedakah. Perhaps the Chesed, Mishpat, and Tzedakah correspond to the, to the Chacham, the Gibor, and the Ashir. You can work out how perhaps it makes sense. Um, right? if, you're, if you're a Chacham but you don't do Chesed, if you're a Gibor, right, you're a mighty person but you don't use it for Mishpat, right, you could be, a, so again, a wise person but who doesn't act to do kindness for other people, right, to be a sensitive person, to be a Gibor, to be someone who's really mighty but you're not using it, for that which is just, you're an usher, and you don't give tzedakah? Do you know Hashem? That's the question the Navi is asking. That's the question we have to ask ourselves around Tisha B'av. When we are mourning, we have to ask, do we know that which we neglected? Right? How, how, how do we know Hashem? We know Him through His Torah. And we can appreciate on Tisha B'av the fact that we are not able to learn Torah. Um, but hopefully to use that as a, as a springboard of his source, of his of inspiration, um, to yearn to know Hashem, to be able to return to Hashem, and to earn the reversal of the gullus that we are in, and we should be able to have the, um, to be able to re-experience what it's like to be in the Beis HaMikdash, to actually know Hashem, someone who maybe for our whole entire lives, maybe we never really knew Him, and maybe that's the problem. And Hashem, fortunately, has to introduce Himself to us in a form of Golas. We should be zocha to know Him for real, know Him through His Torah, know Him through the light of Torah, to be able to cling to that which, even if we go very far off, but if we have His Torah, we will be able to return to Him. We'll be, to be, to be chozer lemutav, to return to our good state. Again, we should be zocha to return to Hashem, to fulfill the teshuva um, that is embedded in, in Tishabav as well so that we don't have to experience Chorban anymore, but instead the Gula with Bias Mashiach and Her Bimenu. 
As always, if you enjoy this year and others in the podcast and you want to partner with us with the sponsorship, or if you have questions, comments, concerns, recommendations, or you want to join the database podcast WhatsApp group, where you'll find links to every uploaded share and links to share them that I repost due to their relevance. And all you have to do is reach out to me at the database at gmail.com. That's the data then base, B-E-I-S at gmail.com. Until next time. I bless us in Davin that we should not experience Tishbev this year the way we've experienced it in the past. We should experience it with Geula. Um, otherwise, we should use Tishbev in the proper way that we should never have, or have to have Tishbev the same way again. Regardless, Tishbev should never be the same way again. It's also my intention, Bez Ras Hashem, to be uh, posting um, recordings for the keynotes that I'll be discussing on Tishbev. Of course, there are keynotes in the archives which you could find upon request. I will send them to you. But otherwise, we'll hold on tight um, and stay tuned for the eventual Nacham of Shabbos Nachamu. It should be a meaningful rest of your week. Thank you for joining us here at the database.